Welcome to the Rocket Brief, where we take about 10 minutes and tell you everything going on at Redstone Arsenal. I'm Jonathan Stinson for the Redstone Rocket. This is the August 16th edition. A new facial recognition system installed at Redstone's Gate 10 is part of a research and development project that will demonstrate remote enrollment and expansion of facial recognition entry for multi-occupant vehicles. The project is managed by the Corps of Engineers, Engineer Research and Development Center, and executed by Idemia National Security Solutions. Volunteers are now being sought to enroll in the project to provide the necessary data needed for the research and development to demonstrate the potential for these technologies to further streamline access to installations while maintaining and possibly improving the security of installations, according to Idemia. Brian Reinwald, the Garrison's Chief of Physical Security, said that the project is not connected or associated with the automated installation entry system used for access control at the installation's gate. To sign up, look for the story headline, Volunteers Needed for Gate 10 Facial Recognition Project, and you'll find a link. Strap into your Birkenstocks, hop in your Volkswagen, and march on over to Vincent Park this Saturday for the annual Volks March at Redstone Arsenal. The community walk, with a choice of two or three miles, is open to everyone with access to the installation, and it's the unofficial kickoff to MWR's festival season. Stephanie Stone, family and MWR marketing manager, said no skills or experience are required for the event. Children of all ages and pets on leashes are also welcome to join. Registration will be held from 7 to 7.45 a.m. at Vincent Park with the walk beginning at 8. Treats will be served at the conclusion of the Volks March in the form of a brat, chips, and beer or other drink, followed by a Stein hoisting competition with prize winners. Cost is $5 per person, and those who pre-register today at Pagano Gym will also receive a Tyrolene hat, German pin, and souvenir glass. Staying well isn't automatic, it's an intentional process. Thus, the name of the September 20th Wellness Summit sponsored by Army Community Service. Tim Rolfe, Family Advocacy Program Manager, said, The benefit of intention, learning, and leaning into Wellness 2023 is a free day-long event with knowledgeable speakers and instructors on a variety of mind and body health topics, with multiple giveaways and completion certificates for training credits. Anyone over the age of 18 with access to Redstone Arsenal is invited to the summit, which will be held from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Community Activity Center at 3711 Aerobie Road. Registration is required. A free lunch will be provided by the members of the Civilian Welfare Fund. The summit will address the five pillars of wellness, social, mental, financial, physical, and community. An in-depth agenda is included in the story. With local schools back in session, Redstone's Deputy Police Chief is reminding drivers about a state law that deals with vehicles passing school buses. Alabama State Law 325A-154, that covers overtaking and passing school buses, also applies on the installation, according to Dennis Brown. My law enforcement officers will be out watching the school zones, he said. Also, we will be addressing speeding on the installation. Garrison Commander Colonel Brian Cozine said he's seen increased issues with speeding on post. This morning, I was passed going out the gate by an individual probably going about 50 through one of the gates, he said. I ask that you share with your workforce that you need to abide by the laws out there. The Garrison's Motor Vehicle Regulation states that the speed limit is 25 miles per hour unless there is a posted speed sign indicating a different maximum speed for that area of roadway. In more traffic-related news, a months-long project to install an active vehicle barrier on Goss Road just after the curb as the road heads north next to Rideout Road will start later this month. Initially, a bypass road will be built starting around the 31st of August through the 4th of October, according to Brian Reinwald, 
the garrison's chief of physical security. Expect a lot of construction vehicles on Goss Road, he said. Reinwald said that speed limits will be reduced in the area for safety of the construction workers. The installation of the barrier is now planned for October 5th through December 25th. Reinwald warned that when the barrier is operational, if the lights go on, please stop. I don't want anybody hitting it because it will damage your vehicle. This type of barrier has a series of posts or fingers that rise from the pavement when it's active. Garrison Chaplain Lieutenant Colonel Charles Lehman will be succeeded by incoming Garrison Chaplain Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Madison from the Army Contracting Command on August 21st. Lehman will continue to pastor the Protestant service at Bicentennial Chapel until November 19th when Madison assumes that responsibility. A changing of the stole ceremony will be held at that time. Lehman will still be around. His retirement ceremony isn't until December 8th. There's a feature on the outgoing chaplain that includes his future plans on page 3 of this week's rocket. On August 5th, the Army Space Professionals Association, the Legacy for Korean War Veterans Foundation, and the Rocket City Adjutant General's Corps Regimental Association co-hosted their 6th annual Black Tie Charity Ball. The Black Tie Charity Ball fundraising event provides financial support to selected Tennessee Valley nonprofit organizations that provide assistance to veterans, soldiers, civilians, active duty, retirees, and their families. The ball has raised over $90,000 for veteran organizations in the Tennessee Valley. Redstone Arsenal has seen leaders from all over come and go throughout its more than 75 years of support to the United States. In a never-ending cycle, those leaders have passed on their knowledge and experience to new generations. The Intermediate Leader Investment for Tomorrow program, or ILIFT, helps cultivate new leaders for the Aviation and Missile Command via 14 months of training. Focusing on team and organizational level leadership, ILIFT is open to all federal employees in grades GS-11 through GS-13. The class size is intentionally kept small with only 15 participants at any given time. Created in 2005, the iLift program adapts yearly to changing requirements and conditions. Virtual learning capabilities were added to support all employees' needs. This year's forum is the first one since 2019 due to the coronavirus pandemic. An Army mobile training team provided basic instructor training to the Armed Forces of Liberia April 3rd through the 14th, helping the partner nations strengthen their non-commissioned officer corps. While the AFL currently has eight NCOs who have graduated the Army Drill Sergeant Academy, the most recent was in 2015. The training requested by the AFL included medical, map reading, land navigation, physical readiness training instruction, and basic instructor techniques. Now let's run through some of the updates that came out of the SMD Symposium last week. We have full recaps of many of the talks given by senior leaders in this week's rocket, but here are a few highlights. From the Space and Missile Defense Command, Lieutenant General Daniel Karbler, commander of SMDC, said the organization's Air and Missile Defense Integration Division is working toward solutions for short and mid-range air defense capabilities, specifically indirect fire protection capabilities and maneuver short-range air defense. Space is a key domain for warfare in the 21st century and beyond, he said. Space supports all domain fires and effects, as illustrated by the triad. Space also provides opportunities for us to engage with adversaries using non-lethal fires. As we shift organizationally from the goal of missile defense to missile defeat, space will enable us to make real impacts on the battlefield even before the fight begins. Carbler added there is no longer a single domain battleground, so it's necessary to work across all domains to ensure victory. In addition to his remarks during a panel on the modern triad, 
that featured Carbler, Lieutenant General Mariah Barrett, Commander of the Cyber Command, Lieutenant General John Braga, Commander of Special Operations Command, and United Kingdom Royal Air Force Air Commodore Adam Bone, Director of Operations for the United Kingdom Space Command. Carbler said, The combined use of space, cyber, and special operations force capabilities provides other options to commanders that are less likely to cause escalation. When you look at what the triad demonstrates in its ability to integrate and synchronize space, cyber, and SOF capabilities at the most effective tactical echelon and then expand options for creative venues to exploit, that is what commanders and joint forces are looking for. Missile defense has never been more important at a time when nuclear-capable nations are flexing their muscles, according to the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering, Heidi Hsu. In addition to missile defense, we're investing in many other critical technology areas that can provide the joint force an asymmetric advantage, she said. Hsu said her office is laser-focused on accelerating capability deliveries to warfighters. Hsu said... Last year, we trailblazed the Accelerate the Procurement and Fielding of Innovative Technologies, commonly called AppFit. Congress appropriated a total of $250 million in funding for AppFit in fiscal year 2022 and 2023, with 11 projects receiving funding throughout the merit-based competitive effort to expedite the production and fielding of technologies, while investing in small business and non-traditional defense-developed capabilities. The DOD in May released the unclassified version of the National Defense Science and Technology Strategy, which reveals the department's science and technology priorities, goals, and investments, and makes recommendations on the future of the defense research and engineering enterprise. You can pick up your copy of the Redstone Rocket today. Next week, we'll introduce you to the newest K-9 on post and much more. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. 